0: Welcome to Musicians Maintenance, the podcast for musicians who care enough about their craft to make sure their body never limits their potential. For the full Musicians Maintenance experience, sign up for the email newsletter for the tips, tools, and resources that will help you take care of your body at least as well as you take care of your instrument. Simply head over to musiciansmaintenance.com to join. That's musiciansmaintenance.com. Hello everyone, I'm Cody Weisbach, and welcome to the Prelude episode of the Musicians Maintenance Podcast. In this episode, I want to give you a little idea of what this podcast and project are going to be about, how it might help you, and then I'll tell my story of how and why I do what I do. Uh, Let's start with uh, what I'm hoping to do. My main objective is simple, to use my experience as a physical therapist to help musicians like you learn how to maintain your body to ensure that it never limits your musical potential. It's a simple objective, but a complicated topic. I want to spend uh, a little time giving you an idea of how I see things, and that will give you a sense of whether or not it will be helpful or interesting. So you uh, you wouldn't let your instrument limit your musical performance, right? You probably take some time to maintain it on a regular basis. You've probably even upgraded it at some point but your instrument is only half of what it takes to perform. Without your body, your instrument is just a paperweight. We often take our bodies for granted, and that's okay. Most humans do, until it stops working. Unfortunately, the extreme physicality of playing music at a high level means that this happens to musicians more often than everyone else. So the question I think you should be most interested in is, what does a musician need to do to efficiently and effectively maintain their body so that it never limits their musical pursuits? Let's dive a little deeper into that question, mostly because I've thought about it probably longer than it's healthy, but also because I think that asking good questions is the key to figuring out what you need to do. So, what should musicians do to maintain their body? I frequently heard musicians compared to athletes, and if the training approaches of athletes were applied to musicians, they wouldn't get hurt so much. I disagree. I think there's a huge difference between the needs of athletes and musicians. Athlete is a Greek word meaning one who competes for a prize. Yes, I know that there are musical competitions, auditions, and that playing can be very, very competitive. But the heart of music is artistic expression, not winning. So while I suppose the definition of athlete may apply to how we approach music these days, I don't think it applies to the spirit of playing music. More importantly, though, I also disagree based on how physical training influences performance. If an athlete becomes more fit, it tends to correlate with improvements in their performance. To compete at the highest levels in sport, especially those that we, sports that we consider athletic, there's a significant amount of conditioning that happens outside of the sport itself. That happens because better conditioning tends to lead to better performance. It's exceedingly rare to see a person who isn't fit competing at the highest levels in sport. The same goes for dancers. Like music, the soul of dance is art, not competition, but the athleticism required for expression bears more resemblance to sport than music. In dance, improving fitness and athleticism tends to improve artistic expression. That's not the case in music. There are just too many counterexamples of transcendent musical performance demonstrating exquisite skill by people you would not consider athletic. So I don't believe the needs of musicians are equivalent to those of athletes or dancers. I think that if musicians do start exercising like athletes and dancers, they'll end up wasting precious time developing their bodies in ways that don't serve the ultimate goal, achieving your musical potential. We can certainly steal some approaches from how athletes train and stay healthy, but I think we should be mindful and selective. Absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, as Bruce Lee has said. So if playing music isn't athletic, what is it? I think it may not be athletic, but it's extremely physical. At the highest levels, musicians use their bodies and their movement systems to perform superhuman feats of coordination, speed, and endurance to make music. In order to reach the limits of human possibility, you have to spend hour after hour in positions optimized for making the instrument sound good, not human ergonomics. Your body will need to tolerate postural asymmetry and muscle imbalances. You'll be in rehearsals where the conductor doesn't care how tired you are or what hurts. You'll have to play, ready or not. And you will have to do all of this under pressure, because performing at the highest level means skirting the edges of perfection and making it look easy. While everyone is watching you, every single performance, no exceptions. The bar is high. If you're serious enough to strive for this kind of goal, you're going to want to keep track of what might prevent you from reaching it. For a few, it might just be talent. For some, it may be motivation, self-discipline, things like that. But it appears that for many musicians, it's just that their body is not able to tolerate the physicality of playing. We see this in the reports that somewhere between 80 and 90% of musicians experience pain that interrupts their practice and performance. From my perspective, if you're a serious musician, then I think you need to make sure that your body is up to the highly physical task so that it doesn't become the limiting factor in your career success. I think that you shouldn't leave it up to chance whether or not your body can tolerate the work. I also think that you shouldn't waste your time developing fitness that doesn't support your playing, especially if it puts you at greater risk for training-related injuries, unless, of course, it's something you just enjoy doing outside of music. So the answer seems fairly simple. Forget aesthetics. Forget traditional fitness. Forget becoming athletic. The goal is not to get hurt playing. Train in a way that helps your body to become resilient enough to tolerate the physicality of playing without getting hurt while still leaving you plenty of time to practice and play. That seems simple enough, right? Here's the bad news. To do that, we have to have a good understanding of musicians' injuries, and it turns out that pain in musicians' injuries are really complex. It's not as simple as your posture, or strength, or muscle imbalance, or tension, or practice schedule. I bet you can point to counter examples for each of these. Uh, musicians you know with bad posture Too much tension, muscle imbalances, or who never take breaks, but somehow are amazing musicians and aren't injured. There just isn't a magic bullet. You see, musicians' injuries aren't linear. There isn't one factor that causes them. Musicians' injuries are more complicated. They are emergent. They are less like a line of soldiers being directed by central command and more like a murmuration of starlings or a school of fish, moving together as one but leaderless. Emergent problems have a bunch of different variables that interact with each other in complex, unpredictable, and very individual ways. Unsurprisingly, the healthcare system is really good at fixing linear problems. Have an infection? Take antibiotics. But not so good at emergent problems like diabetes, which is influenced by all kinds of factors such as genetics, behavior, culture, psychological, economic, and probably more. So, no wonder the doctors you go see all treat your injury like a linear problem and tell you to just stop playing. The good news is that there are ways to deal with emergent problems like musicians' injuries if we are willing to lean into their complexity and manage to avoid getting overwhelmed by it. I'll definitely go into how I think a musician should exercise and what time of strength is useful from an injury prevention perspective, but we also need to get comfortable with looking at how your mind, environment, social context and more influence pain and injury. So there may not be a magic bullet, but we can use the complexity to our advantage. There may be a lot of factors that contribute, but that also means that there are a lot of factors that you can work with to improve. And because there are so many ways that you can influence an emergent problem, there's not one right way to fix it. There are almost endless ways to approach it, and that's good news, because one is bound to work for your situation. Ultimately, I want to take my experience as a physical therapist, mash it together with my experience as a musician, mash that together with the musician's health research, mash that together with pain science research, and mash that together with your feedback in an effort to distill the complexity of musician's injuries down to something that's easier for you, a musician, to understand and come up with actionable steps that you can take to efficiently and effectively maintain your body at least as well as you maintain your instrument. Hopefully, all of that sounds good. But I'm betting you probably want to know something about me and why I think I might be able to help you. So here's my story. Uh, I grew up in Boulder, Colorado, and was always surrounded by music in some way. My mom's a very good singer, and her father played violin and sang and performed semi-professionally. When I was very young, I did the toddler music classes. And when I was five or six, I started guitar lessons. Uh, I had apparently refused to take piano lessons. I was in choirs all through elementary school. And then later in elementary school, I started playing the alto saxophone and was uh, so excited about it that I remember my parents would make me practice my guitar before I got to play my sax. I played all through elementary school and middle school. In middle school, I started getting interested in other instruments and convinced my parents to buy me a trumpet. Sax was still my main instrument, but I did play trumpet in a few performances. Uh, In high school, I switched to tenor sax and had a laser focus on playing jazz. I was reasonably good and played in the school's top jazz band, Um, And my musical high point was uh, I won an Outstanding Soloist Award at one of our competitions. During that time, though, it became clear to me that while music would always be a part of my life, it wasn't something that I was going to pursue as a career. Looking back, I'm not sure why. I was a bit of a lost soul. After high school, I didn't play music, uh, a lot of music, and I ended up going to four different schools in undergrad, uh, although one of those was a study abroad in New Zealand, which was pretty fun. Uh, and eventually I found myself back in Boulder at University of Colorado studying kinesiology with the plan to go to physical therapy school. In my senior year of college, I met some friends who had a band. I I was over at their place one afternoon, and they had all their gear in the living room, and I grabbed a guitar and we played some music, uh, and I was invited to join the band. Uh, We ended up playing around the Boulder and Denver area for the next few years. I played lead guitar, sang on several songs, and wrote. Uh, It was a lot of fun, Uh, but eventually we all went our separate ways and I headed up to Boston for physical therapy school. When I played sax in high school, I was always decent, but never the most talented person in the room. In high school and college, my grades were okay, but never great. When I played sports, I never got picked last, but I was never the star athlete. When I got to PT school, for whatever reason, I could just play and I was interested, so I worked really hard. I put in a lot of time and I did really well. On the one hand, this was great. I credit this experience for giving me a degree of self-confidence that I think I was missing for as long as I can remember. After graduation, uh, I hit the ground running in my career. Over the next few years, I did a bunch of extra training. I received faculty appointments at three different PT schools in the Boston area. I taught continuing education courses. I taught students in my clinical practice. I was the chair of a statewide group of PTs interested in manual therapy. I co-authored a textbook. I contributed chapters to a few other textbooks. I was a peer reviewer for a scientific journal. I presented at a national conference. I participated in research. I was invited by one of my PT heroes, uh, who has pioneered science-based approaches to messy complex pain problems to teach for his international continuing education company. And yes, I'm a big enough PT dork to have PT heroes. Um, I even got a call from the Boston Red Sox asking if I wanted to interview for a position with their organization. Um, I never did, though. We were just about to move back to Boulder, and I'm really not that interested in baseball. Um, but all signs pointed to the fact that I was doing what was expected of me in having a successful career, but it never felt quite right. Uh, in the meantime, I almost totally lost track of music. The universe did send me a few signs along the way. The clinic where I worked was not too far from the Berkeley College of Music, so I did see a fair amount of musicians, but I was so wrapped up in my other career stuff That I never considered working with musicians as a career path. I was too wrapped up on a different path, the path that I was quote-unquote supposed to be on to notice. In PT school, I met my wife, and several years later, we started a family. I lived in the Boston area for 12 years, but finally convinced her to move back to Boulder. Family, moving, and getting out of the career-centric culture of the Boston area caused me to reevaluate my career direction and life in general. Um, It took a random meeting at work to wake me up. A colleague mentioned one of her student clinical experiences in Chicago where she worked with a PT who treated the professional orchestral musicians in the area, and something just clicked. I started checking out the scientific literature for information on musician, musicians' injuries and found there was a bunch out there. I started reading stuff and began to consistently see numbers in the range of 80 to 90% injury rates, and I saw the types of injuries and the factors that contribute to them and realized that my training experience might be helpful. And I started to see the problem as essentially a public health issue. And the best intervention for a public health issue is education. And I saw how my teaching experience might be helpful as well. And I started to realize that before I was searching for a professional success rather than finding a community, I felt called to serve. And I started to realize how serving the musical community uh, could benefit me as well. It could inspire me to play more, listen to more, and reconnect with music. I don't play much sax anymore. My sax is still in Massachusetts, but I'm already playing my trumpet more and guitar more, uh, although still not as much as I would like to. So it became clear that musician's health was something that I was gonna have to pursue, not something I think I should do, not something other people think I should do, not what I think will make me most successful. Um, And all of this began to occur to me uh, at the worst possible time, right in the middle of probably the most difficult time in my life, when everything seemed to be coming down around me and it would have been totally reasonable for me to put the project on the back burner, but I couldn't. So now it's something I have to pursue in a community that I feel I have to serve. I'm a mediocre musician, but I think I'm a pretty good PT, and I hope I can help you. So that's my story. I hope it gives you a better idea of who I am and what I'm all about and what I hope the site to be and how I hope it will help you that's probably enough of an introduction for now. Um, And I've got lots more to come. So until next time, keep moving. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to Musicians Maintenance, the podcast for musicians who care enough about their craft to make sure their body never limits their potential. If you enjoyed this and found it helpful, then please consider helping to support the podcast by recommending it to a friend or colleague or sharing it on social media. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcasting service to make it easier for other musicians to find the podcast. Also remember, for the full Musicians Maintenance experience, sign up for the email newsletter for the tips, tools, and resources that will help you take care of your body at least as well as you take care of your instrument. Simply head over to musiciansmaintenance.com to join us. That's musiciansmaintenance.com.